What you say sells if you say it right and why copywriting is so important. The two business guys mastermind on tips and tricks and templates to get your copywriting just right so you can sell more product. Enjoy. This business podcast, the two business guys mastermind uncovers for you secrets and share tips and tricks to entrepreneurship as they mastermind on how to have startup, operational, and overall business success so that you can go on to get better results. Enjoy. So welcome back, everybody. Now, this week, we're going to be talking about why your writing ain't selling nothing. In other words, we're going to be talking about (laughs) copywriting. And this is going to be a start of a series because copywriting is big Mm. and uh, bad copywriting is why a lot of stuff is not selling. So Rob and I were just talking about how sometimes, you know, you meet somebody and you're excited for them. You're excited about that meeting and you just want to say too much. Mm. And sometimes you have to let the outcomes of what you've done before talk for you. Right mm-hmm. now, in certain cases, we call that testimonials. But as a part of your copy, in other words, can you use the words you use to attract people enough so they buy from you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enough so they jump onto your email list. Enough so that they do exactly what you want them to do. It's a degree of persuasion, but it's really looking at things from the side of your customer. Yes. That's what we're going to talk about today. Hey, before we jump in too deep, everybody, you know, we would ask that you hit the subscribe button, put us on the notification so that when we put these out every single week, you get a notification, you make that algorithm just go crazy. You're in there, you're commenting, because I'm telling you, I hear a lot of folks when, you know, we're just in the streets, if you will, people will say, hey, I came across your and it was really good. We really enjoyed it. I'm thinking, well, why don't you subscribe? Why don't you sign up? You know, hey, if you like what you're hearing right now, you see Rob and I both have our QR codes rocking. We've got our great little backgrounds going. Look at it. You can scan this. And in my case, you can go right to buy me a coffee. In Rob's case, you can go to his new book, Thriving in, in Chaos. So, Rob, let's get into this copywriting thing. Let's get into mm-hmm. this. If how do we get people to do what we want them to do? On right, right. Now that's a, <laughs> that 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 part is so interesting because most business owners, most entrepreneurs, and I was one of these people for the very long time. You you've beat it in my head over the the, the years that we've been friends, and I finally um, capitulated and came to the to the right side. Right. Most people, when we try to talk about our business, we're trying to tell everybody what's amazing about our business. It's it's the, the, the concept of saying, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm so awesome. I'm so awesome. I'm so awesome. And it seems like that's the way for us to get attention. But in all actuality, that's not it. And so many people are banging their heads against the wall because we're not doing one key thing. And this is the thing that I learned. And once I learned it, it changed the way that people interacted with copy. It changed the way that people interact with me and the things that I do. And that was, you have to figure out how to enter the conversation that's going on in the head of your 
potential or ideal client, right? There's a conversation that they're having before they ever come into contact with you. And that conversation is generally about one or two things. They're either thinking about a problem that they have that they don't want, or they're thinking about a solution that they want, but they don't have. And if you can enter the conversation in that space, the conversation that they're having, and give them beneficial information, give them something that helps them to resolve one of those two issues, mm-hmm. you become the trusted partner of your ideal client. You join them along their buying journey so that when they're ready to buy, you're the first person that comes up in their mind. Now, that's interesting. Y'all heard what he said there, right? There's usually, I heard someone say this earlier. I was at this mentor meeting, this you know, round table of folks, and um, this is our give back portion, right? This is where we come and we, and it was all different ages, different, you know, uh, color zones, the whole thing. Right. Uh, and so this guy says, you know, people, he's in a commercial real estate space and he says two people buy on two reasons. And what is it? He says, love or fear mm-hmm. right now. I had to kind of get my mind around it being said that way so simplistically but fear Hmm. i'm afraid of something now follow what we're seeing here or love Hmm. i'm really trying to be love on at some level you watch movies it's always some I'm, i'm trying to win over the girl i'm trying to win over my parents i'm trying to win over respect love fear i'm trying to not look like a a hole I'm trying right. not to be, you know, you're, it's a fear right? or it's a love. We're now, either it, avoiding it, pain or we're seeking pleasure. It, it breaks down deeper. So now let's think about that in the question. When you were writing, trying to write copy that converts, right? You get the big questions. And we want to kind of, in part one of this, introduce you to what that means, first of all, for, mm-hmm. for those that may mm-hmm. not know what is copy, right? Mm-hmm. It's the words that sit on the page that then your the people that come to your page first interact with, mm-hmm. right? So have you ever seen who's really good at this? Here's someone that is really, really good at creating copy that converts. You ever been in the, in the grocery store? And you see an Inquirer magazine. <laughs> National Enquirer. Yep. Nash, remember that back in the day, you know, even National <laughs> Enquirer, but not the Enquirer. They would have something that pow, pops out that makes you look. Exactly. Prince Charles did what? <laughs> you know, and you're like, you notice it. Mm-hmm. And get this. Now, there's three E's to, um, you know, how you're going to track. You're either going to educate, you're going to entertain, or you're going to be emotional. Mm-hmm. On some level, you're, if your copy, your writing has those elements, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Are you entertaining? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you educating? Mm-hmm. Or are you pulling at my heartstrings in such a way that I go, mm-hmm. I just have to send some money over so they can right. save that puppy? <laughs> right now, 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 before we get to that, that, that step, because I think this is one of the things that a lot of people get stuck in. Right. Because because there's so much about copywriting. It's about the conversion. Right. 
but and, and and you can go on YouTube, you can go on on um, Google right now, and you can find a whole bunch of sites that will tell you how specifically. And we're going to dig into these things: how to write, like what are the words, what are the things, how do you put that together. But there's one thing that I wanted to get into right in this first part of the series, even before we get to the copy that converts, because a lot of entrepreneurs misunderstand the cycle of conversion. And so they're thinking that all they need is copy that converts. And the, the, the one interesting thing about that, I remember one of my business mentors was talking to me about this and they said, here's the thing that you need to know. In a room full of your ideal client, if you were sitting speaking to everybody was in your demographic, they had the problem that you, that you solve, they want a solution to that problem, right? And they're in the price range of what it is that, that, that you sell. Like they are your ideal client. Everything is good about them. In a room on any given day, if you gave a speech to a room of a hundred of those people, mm -hmm. one to three of them would be ready to buy on that day. Right? I'm gonna say mm -hmm. this again for the people in the back. In a room full of a hundred people that have your problem, that are looking for the solution to that problem, that are hoping to encounter somebody like you, out of a room of 100, one to three will be ready to buy on that day. So even if you have the most amazing copy that converts, you're going to convert at one to 3% because of where they are in what's called the buyer's journey. Sure, yeah. And so many of us are dealing with that one to 3% that we forget that we can interact with the 97% such that when they become part of the one to 3%, we're the no brainer choice for them to go to. And when you're looking at your copy, the majority of your copy is, should be designed to walk people along that buyer's journey so that it's that much easier for your copy to convert once they become part of the one to 3%, right? And so the thing that I, the, the thing that, 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 that a lot of people miss is that what is the main thing that the people at the 97%, right? The people that are at the earlier stages of the journey, what do they want? Because they don't want the solution just yet. And, and again, we talked about getting into the mind and into the conversation mm -hmm. of, the, of, of your client before they're ready to commit there's a conversation that's going on in their minds, which is, how will I know if this solution will work? How will I know that I'm not wasting my money? How will I know that I can trust this person, right? All of those questions have to get answered before they trust themselves to make the decision to actually solve the problem. Uh -huh. Because in their lives, they've been burned before, not because of bad people. They've had they've hired good people to do things for them and realize that if they didn't really understand what it was they wanted and how it was going to solve their problem, then they they spent good money on good people and got a bad result. Uh -huh. So it may not be right. One of my mentors talked about this. And Randy, what do you think about these three? One of my mentors told me this. They said that people don't buy for one of three reasons. A. They don't think that you can get them the result. B, they don't think that they can do what is necessary to get the result. Or C, they don't believe that the result is possible. Mm. 
Yeah, I love that, man. There is, um, so let's hit each one, right? Mm -hmm. They don't believe you're the person that can take them there, right? Mm -hmm. So let's slice and dice why they don't believe that. A, you have not, in words, been convincing. Mm -hmm. You have not shown the receipts, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, that's just metaphor, y'all. That's just saying you have to show you have given others a transformation exactly right and they have to that's why you'll see on web pages landing pages etc etc even on commercials you'll see the one out of three doctors say or three out of you know, four doctors say so you go oh my gosh you know i believe this authority right so i'm going to believe what they're saying to me right now right now a lot of things have shifted to just ordinary people Coming exactly. on, talking to you and says, yeah, you know, Zelnex gave me a really good, hopefully that's not an actual <laughs> drug out there. So that's the problem, Zelnex. I, you know, I had, you know, you know, plaque psoriasis and blah, blah, blah. And, and Zelnex did the job for me. Mm-hmm. And you look at that person, you go, do I believe them? Right? Exactly. As entrepreneurs, your potential clients are looking at your product and your offering. And they're asking a question. They're trying to get through all the the boogers in their head, right? They're trying to get through all the brain boogers that say, you know what? My spidey senses says, don't trust this person. They don't look like me. They don't, uh, they're not speaking to me. They're not, that, that tells, you know, you haven't done your work in understanding who you're talking to. In other words, have you created a persona Mm -hmm. that addresses those types of objections now? So they don't believe you. Right. And and, to give, and just in that space, understand that you can have really great testimonials and not be addressing this. Right. This is one of the big problems that I struggle with was people would give me testimonials that are coaching with Robert was amazing. This was awesome. Right. But those don't speak to my potential customers. They speak to me and they speak to them. They're, it's great ego feedback. Yes, I did a good job. You know, I did a good job. Awesome. Right. It makes me feel good. But here's the thing. Your testimonials, the the purpose of your testimonials is not to tell you you're doing a good job. It's to tell your ideal customers that you do a good job. And Randy said something that was really, really important that I want you all to make sure you pay attention to. He said, does the does the testimonial that you have give receipts and show how you have impacted other people? Mm -hmm. That's the big key. How can you quantify what result? you have given to somebody else because the person that's coming and reading that testimonial, remember they're trying to figure out, can you get that result for them? Mm. If there's no result in your testimonial, if there's just, you are awesome in your testimonial, then that doesn't answer that question for them. It answers the question for them. Are you awesome? Which is nice, but it doesn't say that you can get them the result that they want. Man, you hit it right on the head. So in your copy, in your copywriting, in what you're saying to folks, how are you addressing their specific problem? I remember once, man, I was doing something. Now this is going to got, you know, y'all don't, don't judge me, but I was um, doing a consulting with a church. And I told them, I says, I can help you increase your membership and increase the very reason why you got members, obviously, to save souls, but, you know, to make sure that you've got some tithes coming in. I can I can help you increase your tithe. And and so he says, well, how, how would I do that? Right. 
And of course it was the, well, you give them what they want. How do you know what they want? I says, right now, you're, you've got your planning that you're going to read from the Bible. You're going to do it in a certain way. You've planned it all out. I said, but how do you know that's where your parish, that's where your uh, church members are, yeah. your congregation? How do you know what? I said, so what if, now this is, uh, church uh, uh, pastors, listen up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if, and I'm going to tell you what they how they responded and why their church is not growing uh, to this day. So I says, if you did a poll, survey, question, call, whatever, however, whatever mechanism you have to find out where the majority of your congregation is in their life, and then crafted your message around that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to tell you the power here, Rob. The power in asking where they are, your job, therefore, is to then go find the scripture that talks about it. Now, of course, if you got a huge congregation, I guarantee you there's going to be a theme that develops. That's the key, right? That's where those church series come from. That's right. But oftentimes the church series is something that they just kind of often just came up with. Well, based right. on what well, this is what I want to talk about or, you know, mm. whatever planner told them mm. to do it this way, uh, because these are universal problems, whatever. I said, but imagine now you have a Sunday full of folks saying he's talking, she's talking right to me. Why? Because you, you, you did these other things. You went out and found mm. out. You went to understand you wanted to address any potential objections. Yep. Right. My dad, so. God rest his soul, he would be in church going, Yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> We're sitting next to him going, He'll say something like, I don't agree with that. And we're like, Dad, that's not the point. Well, that's the way he felt. I don't agree with that. He would have things right. And and I I got a little of that in me when I hear things <laughs> I don't agree with, I'll go, yeah, I don't agree with that. Right? <laughs> anyway, so this becomes a part of yeah. the 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 way you're structuring your wording, the way mm-hmm. you're structuring how you, where you want them to go. Now you ask the one, right? You, they don't believe you. They don't, mm-hmm. say, hey, they I don't, don't believe you can, you can get, get them right. Yep. Then the other one is them. They don't believe that they can do it. Mm-hmm. Now think about this for a minute. I had um, there was a really popular marketer come on to you know he's on my email list right, and um, or I'm on his list, and he came <laughs> on and says it was powerful because it was right where I was. He says I bet you right now you've got a whole lot of tabs open, and I had <laughs> on my computer a whole lot of tabs open immediately he gets my attention mm-hmm. right now then he, so now this is now the them. he says so and i bet you so he goes down this litany of why i got so many tabs open and he says when you're sure of something approach away you don't have to have all those up because you're not in learn mode you're in do mode mm-hmm. so this is what we're going to help you do he was taking me from a a a point of I'm not sure if I could, therefore I need more knowledge, more mm-hmm. and more tabs. And he's saying, nope, all you have to do is follow what I'm getting ready to show you. Exactly. Next. And that is so powerful because it's 
a, a lot of times, right, especially if you're in the service business industry, right, when, you, when you're helping people, if you're coaching, consulting, if you're, you're, you're even plumbers and, you know, uh, dentists and <clears throat> different people like that. I know one of the, the clients that my team and I worked with, uh, it was a dental company. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things about it is, I think the numbers were 44% of people don't have dental insurance, right? 44% of people who have health insurance don't have dental insurance. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest barriers for people going to the dentist is not having insurance because they don't think they can afford it, mm-hmm. right? Now, this is going on inside the mind of the client. Mm-hmm. So what the dentist, what, what, what my team did is they helped the dentist to craft a story, a package for people that didn't have health insurance that basically helped them overcome the hump of, yes, you can pay for this because it's so cheap, whatever, blah, 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 right? Because this is client acquisition. Because what they know is that even if people don't have dental insurance, A, they can either get dental insurance or they have they were able to also create back-end packages where they would do multiple things for them over time. And so even if they're even though they would just break even on this package of initial cleaning and getting them into the dentist's office, now because they have overcome the 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 hurdle or the obstacle of people not thinking that they can afford a dentist, now they've just gotten a customer for life. Mm-hmm. And what they were able to, the, the way that they were able to do it was by overcoming the objection that the person had, which is, I don't think that I can do it. I don't think that I can pay for it. I don't think that I can be consistent enough. I don't think I can be diligent enough. I don't think I can do the work. I think it might be too hard, right? If you're, if you're a health coach or a fitness coach or somebody out there, right? One of the biggest hurdles that you have to overcome with people who need your services is the fact that they have a, a long history of not being consistent with working out and taking care of their body. Right. And mm-hmm. the people in that industry that are good at creating quick wins that are good at giving them an understanding. Again, you can do this in your testimonials. Right. How do you ask the people that you have helped? How do you make sure that you get before and after pictures? How do you make sure that you get what did it feel like? Did you think you could do this before you started working with me mm-hmm. and then get the after of, oh, my God, I'm, I've been able to do so much more than I thought I was able to mm-hmm. do. Right. Those types of things are necessary, remember, to enter the conversation in the mind of your potential client where they're thinking, I'm not sure if I can do this. You have to help them to overcome that. Otherwise, they will self-select out and they will not convert. No matter how good you are, they don't think they can do it and therefore they won't buy. That right there is gold, everyone. If you're liking what you're hearing, again, you know, go over to, you know, there's a whole bunch of good stuff in Thriving in Chaos. I've got the book, right? And, um, you know, click on that QR code, go over to find out more of the stuff that Rob is talking about. And of course, if if you're loving what we're saying and it's having this kind of an impact where you can just like feel yourself shifting, right? Going from, you know, that person that ah, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't believe you guys, right? <laughs> to, you know what? Now nah, I just don't believe me. I don't think I can get myself off the couch or I can, I can get myself out of what we're doing right now. We've done a lot of work in this area and helping people transition and transform. Right. But, but we've done a lot of reading. I got one book here that is having a significant impact. Right. So that's, that's James clear atomic habits book. Right. Now, I wasn't going to write, read this book because it was like, ah, 
You know, it's too much hype around this book. And then another one is the E-Myth, right? Mm -hmm. So when we start thinking about the E-Myth, one thing that you know is Gerber. I literally was quoting this, quoting out of Gerber's book yesterday when uh, I had an entrepreneur that was so upset with the way things were going in his business that, you know, because he does another job, another something else outside of the business that he says, you know, I think I should be here at these meetings. Like, well, you, you're busy. You got other stuff. You got a team in place, right? But he wanted to be back in control. So I mm. quoted a page from the book that says, here's typically what happens with entrepreneurs. They do this, this, and this. And he was getting ready to do every single thing, <laughs> but basically come back into the situation, mess up the system that he had created that's making him a lot more money and giving him more freedom just so he can feel in control. That's what we got to avoid, right? Now, imagine you're writing now and all of a sudden you're writing in such a way that you're like that sage from the stage that, that comes from Arlene. She tells me, you know, we don't want to be the sage from the stage when we're out there facilitating and coaching. Says, because people won't look at it as if I can do this. They go, you do it. So we have to make <laughs> sure people realize I'm just like you. I'm no sage from the stage. I can show you how you can do it. But Rob, what's missing is belief. Thing. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that again. Belief. Yeah, so, the, so the third thing is just the belief in the result, right? Because you got you got to remember that for the clients that you're that you're looking out to deal with, right? Even something as simple as food, right? You know, people get food everywhere. You go to McDonald's, you go to KFC, you go to Chick-fil-A, you go all of these different places. And we would think that that would be something where people believe that they can get good food, right? But one of the interesting things, and, and this is, um, you know, a story for, for, for me personally, right? I love good Chinese food. Now, there's a difference between Chinese food, that's especially the American version of Chinese food that, 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 that are, you know, proliferated all over the place and actual authentic Chinese food, right? Um, and, you know, different time in my life I, I studied martial arts studied Chinese and and, and hung around and, and and got to really have some authentic experiences and and, and be um, really close with some Chinese families etc so I have de I developed a taste for authentic from China Chinese food which is very different from Chinese food that, that, that you generally get at Chinese food restaurant so one of the interesting things is because I've gone to Chinese food restaurant after Chinese food restaurant after Chinese food restaurant after Chinese food restaurant and been disappointed in what I get, it starts to create a feeling of, I don't believe that I can go to a Chinese food restaurant and get good Chinese food. Because in the area where I am, in the location where I am, because there, I don't know anybody that is actually in that space, right? Like it, it becomes this, this thought of, it might exist, but I don't even know if it exists anymore because it hasn't been there. Now, when I was in law school at the University of Illinois, there is a restaurant called Golden Harbor. And the person that owns that restaurant, we actually got to meet the chef. No chef. It's an authentic Chinese style Chinese food, right? And remember, I'm from Chicago. So we got Chinatown in Chicago. And right, I've been to, to, to other places where you actually have authentic Chinese food, nice restaurants, the whole everything, right? So I know what I'm looking for, but I don't believe that it exists you know, outside of New York, San Francisco, Chicago, right, and LA. 
And I go into this restaurant. The, the chef is a classically trained chef. She's from Taiwan. She's Taiwanese American. And I mean, it is the best food that I have eaten, period. But we almost didn't go in there because we didn't know all of this before we walked through the door. And I had given up on the idea of having good Chinese food because I didn't believe that the result that I could even get it unless I went to Chicago or, you know, somewhere else. So I'm in Champaign-Urbana, you know, small town in the middle of Illinois. And I go into a Chinese food restaurant and I actually happened upon the thing that I didn't even believe would have existed in mm. that space. And so many of your clients, so many of the people that you're dealing with have gotten to the point where they don't even believe that the result exists for them anymore. Not that they can't do it, not that you can't do it. They just don't believe that the result exists, that maybe it just isn't possible, right? And so in that space, a lot of what your copy has to do is to convince them again that it's possible, mm -hmm. right? Step number one is you got to convince them that the result that they want is possible. Step number mm -hmm. two is you got to convince them that you can bring the results to them. Step number three, you've got to convince them that they can actually do what's necessary in working with you to get the result that they want. If you can do those three things, then the people that you are dealing with will flock to you because everybody else, even if they believe that the result is possible somewhere else. Those other two questions are there. And so when we talk about copy that converts and we talk about getting into the, the mind of your client where they are into the conversation that's going on in their mind and realizing that the majority of the people are not ready to buy, but they are trying to answer those three questions. Is this even possible? Can I do it? Can this person do it? Is it possible for me to work with them? Mm -hmm. You can write copy that convinces them of those things before they ever need to be ready to buy so that when they're ready to buy, they go right to you because you've already done the work of building no like and trust. You've already done the work of convincing them that it is not only possible, not only that you can do it, but that you are the best option for them to be able to get it. Man, spot on, spot on. And I tell you, when we get into, and this is, um, again, this is part one of the series that we're going to do on this particular subject matter, because a lot of our entrepreneurs are, are, are asking those questions. You know, why isn't my copy converting? Why is my landing page not working? Why is, you know, they're asking those kind of questions, right? The big kind of question that you should ask of anything that does not work, right? And then we will be able to talk into your life about, well, who are you addressing that wording toward? I'll give me an example. There was a time in my life when I was super single, I had no interest in getting married. Now you could come in talking about y'all to get married. All do you want? <laughs> but I was not at the point. And then there came a time from when I was 27 years old. And I said, I know I look only, you know, 29, but when I was 27 <laughs> years old and I was ready, willing, obviously able to get married. And all it took was someone to come along and say, let's get married. <laughs> and pretty much that's how it happened. You know what I mean? So now you are now ready. What circumstances and situations brought that about then is what 
you are going to be writing to people over time. Now, this is the good reason why when Rob and I tell you about, you know, bringing people off social media and into an asset that you own, emails and stuff like that, because it gives you the opportunity to have multiple conversations with folks. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you're doing all this stuff on social media, you know, you got a whole bunch of followers, but then Facebook decides, yeah, we're not going to send not going to send any information to your folks because we want you to buy an ad right whereas when you've got an email list you have Mm -hmm. at least the opportunity the chance to have a direct conversation with folks right Mm -hmm. now one of the things that helps address these issues the you the them the believe right um the fact that uh, do i believe you can do it let's talk a little bit about that and then we will talk about what's going to come up in the next parts of the series So when you are now um, trying to convince folks that you're the people, you're the company, you're the entrepreneur, you're the, that can help them, what proof are you bringing, right? What are you you doing to make me go, huh, you have my attention. Now they've got the standard ADA approach, right? I am going to get your attention. I am going to rouse up interest. Right. And that's going to make you have a desire. Sounds like habit for me, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to so much so say all these things, do all these things that you then take action. Right. That still works. Right. But it's formed differently. Now you may have to find the right person. Now, this is the easy way to do it. Find people that are already warmed up. I was talking about the marriage uh, example. Find the ones that already want to get married. Mm-hmm. And then find out which one you want to ask versus, well, I got to warn the person. I got to convince them that I'm the one to marry. I'm the gotta... That's a lot of work, right? And somewhere in there, it's a lot can break down. But if we use that kind of analogy and then we say to ourselves, okay, all right. So I got to go where folks already like the kind of stuff that I offer. Yes. Well, how do you do that? Well, they're already doing something. They're already buying from somebody. Let's go find them. All right. Now, uh, this is, this is something I have been really hard headed about. I'm going to share this with you guys. Cause we did a video, uh, uh, last week talking about why you should start a YouTube channel. Right. And if a business YouTube channel and then how to get monetized before you get monetized and all that good stuff. Well, I've been hard-headed in, in finding out the top topics to talk about. Top to- topics to talk about, right? And then I just took a course. I bought this course, cost me 500 bucks. And in the course, the guy kept saying, stop what you're doing. That's getting you one to two clicks. And start doing what everybody else is doing to get 186,000 clicks. <laughs> and, and it just, it, you know, so the authentic person in us says, I don't want to copy, follow anybody else. Well, you've got your own thing, but they've got something else. Mm-hmm. So let's follow what they're doing. Let's model what they're doing and then create it in our own way. You have gotten closer to the people that you want to attract. 
And he actually says now, you know, you know, Russell Brunson talks about it too, right? He talks about the, you know, find the 100 people that you want to, you know, your dream 100. Well, that can be said in a whole bunch of ways. Find the dream 100 of people that are doing what you're doing in your space and look at how they're doing. This is what he kept saying. Look what they're doing. Look mm-hmm. at their thumbnails. Look at this. Look at that. And I was like, no, 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 be it hard. Well, with your copy, find out what is selling well. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of tools that you can use. I got a one that uh, for YouTube uh, advertisements, for example, I can go to VidTao, V-I-D-T-A-O. And it'll show you what's the top ads being run right now on YouTube. And then there's a section where it says, and this is what they said in the, in the video. <laughs> so why are we being hard headed? Why not just sit with 20 or 30 copywriting examples that are talking to your audience right now and then use that language? Stop being hard headed. This is some of the tips on how you then get your copy to convert. Now, what we're going to be going into in some of the upcoming parts of the series, right, is what exactly do you do to create copy that converts? Right. And what type some of... tools to use right. to create right. copy that converts. And, right. then we'll and to, and to be clear, videos. Randy has a, a, I mean, this is this is where his genius shines through. There are themes, like he said, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So in the in upcoming um episodes we're going to be going through specifically what what's the formula that you use to write copy right right getting into the nitty-gritty and then randy is the king of automation and finding tools that will do the stuff for you instead of you have right work smarter not harder so in 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 future episodes we're going to be getting digging deep into that but we want to really in this episode get you in the right mindset of understanding why we're doing all of this stuff because here's the interesting thing that i've seen a lot of business owners do this Right. We, we, we've coached, you know, Randy has coached probably over, you know, four or five hundred. And just with the organization that we work with right now, um, um, doing some 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 give back work. Right. And I've coached over 100 entrepreneurs and we, we give them the program. We give them the system. We give them the templates. But you still see that there are people that don't know this stuff that we just talked to you about today. They don't understand. And, 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 and we have to pull them back and say, wait, where is your customer along this journey what is going to make them look at you differently from anybody else one last thing that i will give you all today one of um one of my business mentors said it this way can anybody else in your industry say what you're saying if they can right and this is when we use superior quality you look at every one of your competitors you'll probably find superior quality on there great customer service you look at every one of your competitors you'll probably find that on there Right. Boring. Exactly. Because it's all stuff that's jargon and it's stuff that everybody can say. But you've got to be able to find the things that only you can say. What are the unique things that you can do? That's why testimonials are so powerful. Your clients, I mean, your competitors can't give the same testimonials about the transformation that you gave a client. They can't do it. Right. Because only you were in that experience. And these are the things that you've got to realize As you're building your copy, you're trying to make yourself stand out as the person who, A, understands the the result, B, can deliver the result, and C, can get the client the result. 
So not that you just deliver it for other people, but can you deliver it for them? So Randy, and, and we're going to, in the next, the next episode, yeah. we're really going to dig into those, like how to do that more. But for today, take away from it. Can you enter the conversation that's going on in your client's head? Right. Some of the great copywriters talk about that all the time. Entering now, I want to leave you guys with this. Um, there, people are already talking about issues online, right? It's re- the reason why Reddit was so successful in moving a whole uh, company in the stock market because people were already talking about things. It's the reason why when you have certain tools that go out there and listen to social media, it's why Google exists because people are typing in stuff. They're telling you their problems. So why mm-hmm. ask the public? Now I'm dropping some tools on you. Mm-hmm. Ask the public is so powerful because you go out there and ask what people are, what kind of questions they're asking, Right. But when it comes to copy, you are then going in and saying, okay, all right, what kind of questions are people asking? And then what uniqueness do I bring to this opportunity, right? And here's something that is, man, some of the disbelief that you may have, you go, well, you know, I'm like a million others. Well, I was reading quite recently, I'm reading Blue Ocean Shift. I don't know where it is right now. It's around here somewhere on my desk, but yeah. I'm reading Blue Ocean Shift. Now, this Blue Ocean Strategy was t- t- teaching you how to stay out of Red Ocean and, and all this kind of stuff. Then there's Blue Ocean Shift that actually tells you about the application of these strategies, right? Mm. But then I came across some counter to all of that. Mm-hmm. And this is what's exciting. Right. We read the stuff and we go, oh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And you, you, everybody's talking about it on the bandwagon. And then you have some fool that comes out and says, yeah, forget all that. <laughs> go directly into Red Ocean. It's like, what? It's because, quite frankly, if you do that and you create in a way that they had not thought about. Right. The music industry, Red Ocean. And then Steve Jobs comes along and says, hey, we're going to package a thousand songs and be able to put them in your pocket. And people says, what? How? I can imagine a thousand CDs in my pocket. Oh, no, no. We got this other technology that allows you to do this. Oh, and by the way, you pay for the songs. So we will pay the songwriters. We will pay the music industry. We will take care of you. So now they, they didn't fight against them. And then he says, oh, we've got this little device called a so you buy that. Then he says, oh, by the way, we've got a marketplace. So you see what he's addressing the potential objections. Hey, I don't know where I can get them. I don't know if it'll be easy to download. Oh, yeah, we got you. I can't carry around a thousand CDs like I, we used to do back in the day and things would melt in the back seat of your car. So, so yeah. you see what's happening? Think about the objections, meet the objections, and think about how you're uniquely qualified. Well, we're Apple. Mm. we've been known for great stuff. You mm. know, we're kind of counter to what is PC related. Mm. So now you're going, oh, maybe they could. And then they demonstrated it. They says, here it is. See how easy it works. Go over there and get you a 99 cent something. Oh, put together this list. And what's happened as a result of that? From that, we've got all the 
Spotify, titles. You've got all kinds of other type of things. And therefore, what, what from that has spawned? Well, mm. streaming. Well, movies were Red Ocean. And again, when you hear someone goes counter and says, well, create within that Red Ocean something so unique that people stop and go, huh, I never thought about that. I thought this area was saturated. That's mm. what you're going to be doing. The writing, the copy, and all of the proofs are going to do that for you. Mm. If you're going to go, you want to hang out with us? Click here. You want to buy our stuff? Because it will do this, transform you this way. Oh, by the way, see what they said, right? But one of the more powerful things, Rob, is this. is being. And I saw a guy do it on a commercial once, man. And I was amazed at what he did. He came onto the screen. He says, our company, blah, 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 has this. Come on in. Let me show you <laughs> how it works. Oh, my gosh. I was you know, sitting there looking like, oh, so don't just believe me. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. And it was just that little bit of a call to action that got me into watching the rest. And, of course, I went and signed up for it, right, because it says, Let me show you how you can use it in your stuff. Showed me. Totally blew away any any, uh, disbelief I might have. And then he says how you can do it. And he Mm. says, you just grab this, you do this, you put this here, you put this here. And here are all the tools by which to do that. Mm. Answered every objection within the call. Click. That's powerful copy. Mm -hmm. Right? Even though he was talking it, he had written it down somewhere. That was a script. That's what we're going to be showing you coming up. We're going to be showing you how to do exactly these things, you know, what to do to create good copy that convert um, the tools to use. Cause there's some, you know, some AI copyright copy uh, stuff out there. That's just amazing. I've been using some, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll create with you some examples with you on how to, you know, maybe we'll do an audit or two. You send in your current copy, and then we will fix it for you. How about that? You guys like it? Hit the subscribe button. Comment on on today's show. You know, and again, we're going to be creating content around this stuff anyway. You saw what last video talked about, right? Monetize before you monetize. So we'll be getting this information out to you. All right. Anything else, Rob, before we go? No, I think that you, you they've got this series is going to be amazing, y'all. So make sure that in the comments, you're letting us know send out that stuff. Randy just gave you a, a tremendous, a, a tremendous boon if, to have us look at your copy. So take advantage, take advantage, take advantage. And I look forward to seeing the, the, the benefits and the growth that's going to happen in, in, in your businesses. There it is. We'll talk to you on the next show. <laughs>